0: Ready to roll today? All right, please be seated. Thank you so much. Well, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers, mighty men of God that you are. We believe in raising up mighty, strong men of God here at Church 1132. Men who love their wives as Christ loved the church, that are willing to lay down their lives for their brides, that are willing to lay down their agendas for their wives, their plans for their wives, and willing to vacuum for their wives. We believe in it. We believe in men that uh, love their children and bless their children regularly. And uh, so grateful to have so many men around us that are, are doing this, that are laboring for the kingdom. And uh, just love you guys so much. You know, when I think about uh, a mighty man of God, I think about my dad. And um, man, he's, he uh, turned 90 this year, and he is a mighty man of God. You know, um, This will be his 65th, 65th Father's Day. And I want to wish him a happy Father's Day. And this will be the first Father's Day that he won't have his helpmate by his side. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for supporting us and praying for us in the time of, uh, losing my mom, didn't lose her, heaven gained her. And, uh, and, uh, but you guys have been so prayerful and, so, uh, and so loving to us. And we so much appreciate that. My dad is something else. He, you know, we buried my mom Monday, uh, Monday or t- Monday, Tuesday. We buried my mom Tuesday and I talked to him on Wednesday just to check, see how he's doing. And, and, uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm um, asking the Lord right now." Uh, I said, "What are you asking him for?" I'm asking him to show me and give me purpose for the last days of my life, the last years of my life. Purpose. A 90-year-old man seeking purpose because there's been pur- She has been his purpose. She's, he's been a, a caregiver for her, for her for the last seven years that has really you know taken everything that uh, that he was and uh, it was truly laying down your life for your wife. And now at 90, he, he said, Steve, I don't believe in retirement. I'm not retired. I'm 90, but I'm not dead. And I've got a purpose and a call on my life. <laughs> Be interested to know my dad. You'll never see him in a shirt like this, okay? Okay. But you'll never see him in a shirt without a pocket right here. He has to have a pocket. And there's a reason for that because he has some system. It's a uh, index card system and he has four index cards now, you will not see him without the index cards okay and he has them right there and um so the, the the first one is his daily index card and the night before he goes to bed he writes down his to-do list on things he needs to get done the next day the next one is his weekly making sure that his daily lineup with his weekly and he does his weekly The next one is his monthly, and he has monthly goals every month. The beginning of every month, he puts down his goals. Dustin, you're loving this, aren't you? I know you are, Mr. Leader that he is. And and, and he, and he puts those down to make sure that everything that he's supposed to do that month, and then his last one, yes, every year, He writes down, and his card, he says, my fourth card's always tattered because it's with me the longest. And for 12 months, he carries that card of things that he feels like God's called him to do that year. That's a man of purpose. That's a man of purpose, a man of living in the call, and I so appreciate him. Uh, Also, another mighty man of God in my life, Pastor D. Will y'all give it up for Pastor D today? So appreciate him. He is truly a mighty, masculine man of God, except for sometimes a couple of pairs of shoes that he wears. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, let me tell you something. D is a mighty leader. He is a leader of leaders. He he is not only an awesome leader, but he's an awesome lover. There's a lot of leaders that don't have compassion, that don't have that pastor's heart. But Pastor D loves you. He loves the people. He cares. He hurts. He and Jamie pray for you regularly. And uh, will y'all wish Pastor D happy Father's Day today, right now? Um, I want to start with a prayer, but before I do that, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit. Dustin's nervous right now. And so there was a young lady that was sitting behind me right here. And I think I ran her off. And she was on the second row, and she's right here. Are you still here, or did I run you off? Will you raise your hand? You had dark hair. Yeah, there you are. I see you. I see you. Uh, you don't have to stand up or anything. I'm not going to embarrass you. Well, I've already embarrassed you, <laughs> obviously. Can this time pass? Please, I'm not raising my hand. And, and I don't think I know you, uh, I, but I've seen you around. And I want you to know that as, as, as you, I look back and you weren't there anymore. And I'm like, I felt like the Lord laid on my heart that sometimes Father's Day is a difficult day for you. And I want you to know something. I want you to know that you are a precious daughter. You are loved. I feel like the enemy has told you that you aren't and you haven't been. But you are a precious daughter of the Lord. And this message is for you and a whole bunch of us today. I want to pray for you. What's your name? Abigail. Lord, we thank you. We all just extend your hands? Even those in our, our other additional campuses, will you just join us as we just lift up Abigail? Thank you, Lord, for Abigail. Thank you for spotlighting her today. I thank you in the name of Jesus that she is a precious daughter. A precious daughter. And, Lord, that the wounds that come from Father's Day, Lord, may you bring forth healing. And, Father, may you give her new vision and give her peace in the road ahead. I thank you for. Now for all of us, Lord, all of us, we need you. We need you right now. Church, this is a message that will demand response from us. And the response is just a a response of receiving and will you just right now, just say, Lord, in your heart, just say, Lord, speak to me. My heart is open to you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And I thank that child for praying with me today. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, uh. A few years ago, a song was written by Carrie Job and her husband, and it was entitled The Blessing, The Blessing, all right? That, that song has become a huge, huge blockbuster song. It won GMA Dove Award uh, Worship Song of 2020. And in 2021, it, it uh, won the GMA Dove Award of not only Worship Song, but all the songs. I looked this week on my phone and saw just on her version, one of her versions, just on Spotify, uh, there was 75 million plays from that song. You know, uh, that's a song that... Um, my grandson, Slade, three years of age, it was his favorite song until, okay, just recently. It's Rest On Us Now, Rest On... And so, and, and, and he is a one-song man, okay? Uh, he, he's one song, he finds one song, and it's good enough. And he plays it over and over and over again, okay? So my son, I was hunting with him, I think, in January, and, he, and we, somehow the blessing came up, and he goes, I am so sick of that song, he says, "I looked on my phone at the end of the year, and just on my phone, not Kenzie's phone, not their YouTube, how they would put it on repeat on TV, just on my phone, it was 975 times." <laughs> I hope you're not that tired of the song, okay? Well, you know, I was I was thinking about that song, and uh, and I was this week and wanted to look at the lyrics, and the first the first uh, verse. Of the lyrics comes specifically from Numbers chapter six. And uh, then the other verses come from the Old Testament, but every one of these verses deals specifically with blessings that God gave to the people. So I'm gonna read a little bit of it to you. I'm not gonna sing it, all right? It says, The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. This is powerful. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and their children, and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you, beside you, and all around you, and within you. His presence. He is with you. He is with you. In the morning, in the evening, in the coming, in the going, in your weeping and your rejoicing, he is with you. He is for you. Amen. 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 And amen. 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 Isn't that right? There we go. That, I know that word of the song. Okay, I got that part. Well, the first time I heard this, okay, is when it just came out. The first time I heard that, and people were making a big deal about it, you know, and kind of promoting it and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this didn't click with me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Carrie, that one's not going to make it. Seriously, in my mind, that's, that one's not gonna. This is why I'm not in the record business, okay, the music business, right here. Um, and 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 I'm like, why is it that I heard that song and I heard it again, and I'm like, nothing, okay, nothing. I was like, I get nothing from it. And why did I was why was I so pessimistic about that song making it, and why was I so wrong? Well, I think I was so wrong because I underestimated the hunger and desire and craving of a world that needed to be blessed. I underestimated the church and the need in the church to be blessed by a father. And you see, all my life I'd been blessed. I'd grown up being blessed by a dad. I'd I'd lived a blessed life. I mean, if you want to talk about privilege, I had the privilege, the spiritual privilege And so I had no idea that nobody else had that. And so as I've grown, I've realized that. And so when I thought about that song and why I missed it so much, I missed it because I got it. And why did the world and the church crave it? Because they want it. And so I I, I want us to look real quickly at Numbers chapter 6. And this is the blessing. This is where the first verse cam, comes from and the theme of the entire song. 22, verse 20, uh, 22 through 27. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, so God spoke to Moses to tell Aaron. I mean, we're playing the telegram, telephone game. Okay. God talks to Moses to tell Aaron to tell his sons. Okay, Very important. We got this line going. It says, Tell his sons to bless the people of Israel. With this special blessing, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Verse 27, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel, next three words, listen, in my name, I myself will bless them. Today, at the end of the message, I'm going to give all of our campuses an opportunity to receive the blessing. I'm going to to speak a blessing over each and every person that uh, desires that and needs that. The title of the message, the Father's Day message that I've gotten ready for you, prepared for you, is basically the message. It's a really creative title there, The Blessing. in many ways, I don't know if you know this, but in many ways our society has become somewhat of a fatherless society. Have you all seen that? Man, I'm, we're looking for the fathers out there, aren't we? We're looking at fathers that will love their wives and discipline their kids and love their kids and, and lead their families. We're looking for that, and it seems as if uh, we're living in somewhat of a fatherless society. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 says, Even if you had 10,000 guardians or teachers in Christ... You do not have many fathers. You know, we have a lot of people that are growing up without fathers, absentee dads, maybe people who don't even know who their fathers are, or, but know, but just are not with them. We have a lot of people who have dads that for whatever reason were not able to bless their children we have dads that have been absent we have dads that have been too harsh that have not been proud of us that have not been involved in our lives we have dads that have even been abusive and and neglectful and even uh, a lot of them have just ignorant of what a child needs and and the reason why many of them didn't haven't blessed us is because they weren't blessed and so they don't even know what they what they weren't doing you know The way we view our earthly fathers, and you need to understand this, the way we view our earthly fathers directly affects the way we view our heavenly father. Whether we want that to happen or not, it just does. So people might ask, you know, Steve, why are you confident? Why is it that you never doubt God's love? Even in the midst of all the stuff that you've done, why is it that you're always secure in who you're? Well, because my dad spoke that into me it's nothing I did I just got it I just received it I grew up in it and then Lisa her testimony will be that you know why is it that throughout her life she always doubted God's love and although and not getting in her testimony although she had a loving father that cared for her he didn't have the ability to be able to bless her the way that she needed to be blessed And so there's no no right or wrong answer. It's not that anybody has done anything wrong. But we sit here today, okay, with the result of the view of our Father. And so we have to think through that. And then in Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, and we're not going to be talking on tithing today, although I mentioned Malachi. Malachi 4, verse 6, it says he will turn, this is a prophetic passage, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. This sounds great. And the hearts of the children to the father. This is awesome. Or else, I will come and strike the land with the curse. I see people all around this world walking around under this fatherless curse. You know, a fatherless society will always produce orphan spirits. It will produce orphans and an orphan spirit. What's an orphan spirit? I'm not going to get too detailed into it, but just enough to be able to look at your life and look at those around you and maybe see that that I might be struggling with this. This is somebody who might be very, very performance-based in regards to being accepted. So in other words, they just don't feel accepted unless they're performing and looking and doing and acting the right way and playing the right part. It's a person that always has some type of deep-seated, okay, even if they've been successful in a lot of areas, there's just something in them that feels a little bit less than, no matter how? No matter what they've succeeded in, what accomplishments they've had, just feel a little bit less than. Uh, this is a person that could struggle for identity. Do we have a world that is clueless on identity right now? The reason is because we haven't had fathers that have spoken into young women and young men's life of who they are and what God's created them to be. And so this is somebody who struggles with identity, who they are, who they are in Christ, who they were created to be. A person that uh, has an unusual need for recognition. Now, we all like to be recognized, don't we? Me included, I like it, okay? and uh, But this, what I'm talking about is an un, unusual need for it. There's just, it's, if we don't have that, we're not doing well. We're not hitting on all cylinders. person that might struggle with insecurity, feelings of abandonment, fear, an unquenchable need to be loved and affirmed. No matter how much love and affirmation comes their way, it just seems like it's not enough. It's not enough. They have a difficulty with relationships, especially intimate relationships, because intimacy requires for us to let ourselves be known and open up ourselves. And that person, usually, the, the person who struggles with an orphan spirit, usually is a little bit fearful of doing that. This is a person that could be easily offended. Um, they they uh, could be a, attention seeking. And, and every person has a different personality, so if there's a, some type of insecurity or an orphan-type spirit, you know, it doesn't change your personality. If you're a gregarious personality, you're still going to be that way, and you can, it comes out in that, sometimes maybe overcompensating, you know, and over-talking and over-communicating and attention-seeking, or somebody who is uh, has... a. Uh, Uh, less of a a a more gentle personality uh, might be a more timid and quiet, but it's still in there. And we have a tendency to overcompensate. We'll overcompensate with our grades, with our uh, perfectionism, with our bravado, whatever it might be. But somebody who is overdoing it, okay, Um, This somebody who might going through this might have an unteachable spirit and has kind of a know-it-all. I got it all. I got it all. Yeah, I got that. I know that. And one-up you type thing. And uh, so all of this stuff is a result of two things. It's a result of the children of God, not grasping the magnitude of the heavenly father's love for us. And then also it children of God, not ever being blessed by an earthly father. It is amazing what an earthly father can do with his blessings. So today's not, uh, it's not going to be daddy bashing day. Okay. I promise you that it's not going to be, we're about God blessing day. This is going to be a God blessing day. And we're going to believe that God's going to bless us. We can look at where we've been. We can look at our past. We can look at the struggles and and when we need to, we can forgive and move on. But we're going to ask God to bless us today john chapter 14 verse 18 jesus says i will not leave you as orphans i won't leave you as orphans i will come to you what a wonderful wonderful promise psalm 68 he's the father to the fatherless it says god places the lonely in families no matter what family you have or don't have i want you to understand you're part of the family of god And he places you in the family of God. And here at Church 1132, we have a family. And you're part of this family. And I want you to understand that no matter where you come from, you're welcome in this family. And you're loved in this family. So we receive the blessing, first of all, when we receive the revelation of the love of the Father. So the first thing I want us to look at is the revelation of the love of the Father, something that has to be revealed to us, something that have to, we have to experience. had someone come up to me this morning, hug me and said, Pastor, I'm excited about this message. When you preached this message to me eight years ago, it changed my life. Now I have my children, and I'm blessing my children, and they're, they're coming up feeling loved and understanding who's, who God is and his love for them. Um, you think about the baptism of Jesus. At that time, he was uh, 30 years of age. He'd never performed a miracle. He'd never performed a sign, never performed a wonder. Okay, but it's a pretty big feat of living a sinless life. That's pretty good. Okay, 30 years of living a sinless life. And, uh, but uh, at his baptism, he came up from the water. The Spirit came upon him. But the Father spoke that all of eternity would be able to hear it. And he says, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. He wanted everyone to know at that time, at, at the river, but he wanted even 22,000 years later, he wanted us to know that this is my son, I love him, and I'm very proud of him. You know, there's nothing that you can do to make God love you more than he already does. You can't perform and, and, and do something really good, and all of a sudden he's going to love you more because he is love. Also, there's nothing that you can do to stop God from loving you just the way you are. You know why? Because God is love. We don't have to work for his love. We don't have to work for his acceptance. He just, period, blank, just flat out loves you just the way you are jeremiah 31 3 is one of my favorite passages It says the lord appeared to him from afar how many of you feel far from god today and we feel like maybe we don't we don't feel his love because we're far from him we're distant from him the lord appeared to him from afar saying hey you person who's far out there i've loved you with an everlasting love what's that He loved you yesterday. He loves you today. He loves you tomorrow. He loves you forever, period. That's what an everlasting love is. Therefore, I've drawn you with loving kindness. And I believe that's what he's even doing today. He's drawing us with his loving kindness. He's drawing us to himself. Beautiful picture of the father's love is from the prodigal son. And I know most of you know what what the prodigal son is, but it's a story when the the son took all the inheritance prematurely and left. He rebelled from his, his father and left. And he spent all his money on wild, crazy, sinful living. Finally, he got to the point where he had nothing. When I say nothing, I'm talking about nothing. He had nothing, nothing to eat. He was looking at the most unholy, unclean thing in the world to a Jewish person. It was a pig and he was hoping and wishing he could eat what the pigs were eating. He was in a bind. He had messed up. He was distant from the father, but, but the Bible says he came to his senses. And when he came to his senses, he took a step toward home. I think about the father at times. I think about how heartbroken he was, how much he was desiring for the son to come home. I bet you every every evening he sat out there on his balcony and he looked out. And he was looking, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll see my son coming. Could you imagine the day that he saw the walk of his son from afar away? Can you imagine what the father did and how exhilarated and excited he was? And so he saw that he saw the Son, and the Bible says the only time that God ran in the Bible is right there. It says the Father ran to the Son, and He affirmed Him, and He loved Him, and He wanted Him to know, no, you're not a slave. You are a Son, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, I am convinced that nothing can separate us. Will you just receive this right now? Nothing can separate us, okay, from God's love. Neither death, by the way, did we say nothing? We said nothing, right? Nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. As I mentioned to you, I was blessed and privileged to be able to grow up, a son of my dad and my mom. I think it was my, 85th, my dad's 85th birthday, I wrote him a letter, and I, I'll just read a little excerpt from the letter, and it'll get, you'll get the gist of it. I said, "Dad, you've been the person you, you've been the person with the single most influence in my life. Seriously, it is always a joy to be able to affirm the best dad that I could ever imagine having. From early on, I always remember no matter how much trouble I would cause, and I caused plenty, you loved me and you were proud of me. I always remember you supported me. I have never one time doubted, doubted your love for me. People are absolutely dumbfounded when I testify that I have never doubted God's love for me, not even for one moment of my life. The reason I've never doubted God's love and forgiveness is because I've never doubted your love and forgiveness. You have loved me unconditionally. I have grown up knowing that you have always been proud of me, not necessarily proud of what I was doing. This is a message the world desperately needs to grasp. But unfortunately, very few dads are living this message for their children. I pray that I'm passing down what you have given to me and to my children I'm attempting to do that today, to pass it down of what God has given to me. You know, knowing the love of the Father, knowing in our mind the love of the Father is not just gaining information. And so today, if you think you're going to gain some information, write some points down, and, and, and be that's not it. It's okay. Gain the information. We'll get the truth. okay. But we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to literally go past our minds and go into our hearts and bring forth an understanding and a revelation of the love of the Father. Uh, Lisa and I had the privilege of um, doing one of the curriculum classes at 1132U last, um, last semester. We did it on freedom, and the last, the last uh, thing we were doing was the love of the Father, heart of God. And uh, we just want to make sure everybody got it. And so um, I had a young lady that week. Uh, from our college, come up to me, gave me a big hug and said, Pastor Steve, I'm so sorry. I I missed your class on the, the, the love of the father. You know, I I just, I I feel like, and I'm like, well, sweetie, I know I'm breaking the rules. Okay. Founding pastor privilege. All right. (laughs) And I said, and I I said, what Lisa and I are talking on that this week. Why don't you come? You just come to class. This is where it is. And I'd forgotten about it that day, that night she was there. Sitting on the front row, and I got about this part, and I saw her on the front row. Tears just going down her face. She got it. It was not something that she got mentally. She got it with her heart, and and, and God changed her that night. To the point to where she's changed forever. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, And hope does not disappoint us because God, listen to this, has poured out. This is how it happens. God has poured out his love. What has he done? He's poured out what? He's poured out his love into our what? Hearts by, who? by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're asking the Lord to do. Here in just a minute we're going to pray. That's what we're going to pray. For every person who's wounded, every person who feels lessened, every person who's struggling, every person that grew up in a a performance-based mentality, I want you to understand you can get off of that today, okay? We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to fill your heart with the the Lord's love. But verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his love towards us, and while we're yet sinners, he sent Christ to die for us. You want to know how much God loves you? just take a look at the old rugged cross. Because Jesus went to that cross. And I'm going to say this. He didn't go to that cross for everyone else. You need to understand, He went to that cross for you. And if it was just you and your sins, okay, the love that He has for you would compel Him to get back on that cross to save you because He wants to be connected to you. You know, so He wants you to know His love, but not just in your mind, but all the way in your heart. So we receive the blessing when, first of all, we receive the revelation of the Father. But secondly, we receive the blessing from an earthly father, from an earthly father. You know, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, okay, be fruitful and multiply. The first humans on the earth, God what? Blessed them, and then sent them out to take dominion over creation you know in the old testament blessing from the father was coveted by every child if they could just get the father's blessing a blessing must be spoken and given in faith and received by faith we see in the hall of faith chapter hebrews chapter 11 it says isaac blessed jacob and Esau." Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Jacob then blessed his children. It all has to be spoken. It has to be given in faith. It has to be received in faith. Unfortunately, there's so many people in the church today that have never been blessed by a father. There's a lot of pain there, a lot of struggle that comes from that. I remember when I was uh, in my 30s and I was pastoring the church there was uh, one of the leaders in our church he was 57 years of age he just recently lost his dad and went to a funeral uh, out of state and after checking with him and praying for him I saw him the next Sunday after the service and he came up to me and I said tell me how was the service how you doing and he looked at me this strong manly man 57 year old man looked at me And had tears in his eyes. And this is all he said. He says, I know my father loved me. But he never told me. I know my father loved me. But he never hugged me. I want to take the rest of the time now. Just to do a little bit of ministry. And ask the Holy Spirit to move in our hearts. I can tell already that God is stirring in many of our hearts and today is a day we don't have to stay cursed we don't have to live under this curse anymore there's freedom for you there is a blessing for you there is a love to experience from God even today the first thing um, I'm going to pray for three different areas this morning the first one is for everyone who needs to forgive their father well he doesn't deserve it I understand that I got it But we didn't deserve all the sin that we've committed, and God has forgiven us. Not only has he forgiven us, he says that as we've been forgiven, we are to forgive. We forgive for God, but we also forgive for us. Your dad might not be alive. It's okay. You can still forgive him because you're forgiving him for you. Your dad might have been a dirty, rotten dog. It's okay. We're not saying that what he did was okay. All we're saying is because you've been forgiven, now we're going to forgive. And we're going to let that come off of us. And so here in just a moment, I'm going to, I'm going to pray I'm going to, I'm a short prayer. And I'm just going to ask you to forgive your father. John Paul Jackson says that a heart that is hardened toward the earthly father will find it very difficult to receive the blessing of the heavenly father. Do not let your anger and your unforgiveness block the blessing that God has for you. We'll everybody bow your head all over our campuses right now and those online. If you just bow your head right now. If you're listening to me today and you know there's some it might not be that your dad's the worst dad in the world. It might be he just didn't know how to bless. He just didn't know how to do better. But if there's something in your heart and you know you need to forgive your father for something. Maybe it could be that he abandoned you. Maybe could be that he hurt you in some way i don't know what it is but you and the holy spirit know but if there's anything in your life in your heart against your father and you need to let it go will you do it right now if that's i know there's a lot of us all over the room i I know it can be painful but there's going to be purpose in the pain god's going to heal you even right now If that's your heart, you want me to pray for you, we just lift your, I know I already have people raising their hands all over the room. Just raise your hand all over You need to forgive your dad. Lots of us. This should inspire us dads to be what we're called to be. I don't want my kids having to raise their hand. I don't want my kids to have to raise their hand. Dads, you can do. We're going to forgive. We're going to forgive fathers right now. Just in your heart right now, just say, Lord, I confess to you, I have unforgiveness toward my father. Just in your heart, you just say that. I have unforgiveness toward my father, and I know it's sin, I know it's wrong, and I'm sorry. And will you thank God right now for forgiving you of all your sin? Say, Lord, thank you for forgiving me of all my sin, all my past, present, and future sin. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, this is it. This is where it goes right now, just in your heart. Lord, as you have forgiven all my sin, I forgive my father. As you have forgiven me, I forgive my dad. And you just say what you're forgiving him for in just your heart. I'm forgiving him for not being there. I'm forgiving him for being too busy. I'm forgiving him for not being proud of me. I'm forgiving him for, for leaving me. And, Mom, I'm, I'm forg- whatever it is that you need to forgive him for, forgiving him for not blessing me, will you do it right now? As you have forgiven me, I forgive him. I'm going to give you about 15 seconds right now. You just forgive. I forgive. I forgive for this. I forgive for abuse. Forgive for for pain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I call forth now every tormenting spirit to come off of your children right now in the name of Jesus. According to your word that we repay. And when we repay, we forgive. They got to go in the name of Jesus. We declare right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Jesus name secondly I want to quickly pray I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit fill, pour out his spirit and pour out his love by his spirit so for every person here today that you like Pastor Steve that, that whole thing where you say you never doubted God's love once you don't have to perform for him ever I don't have that I'm struggling. I, don't, I I need a greater revelation remember not in our head a greater revelation in our heart I need, I need a different experience I need a, an experience from God right now that I would just know without a shadow of doubt that he loves me and if that's your heart and you want me to pray for you you would just lift your hand up all over the room ok I'm going to ask you matter of fact I'm going to ask y'all just to stand up even in Wiley and in Frisco will you just please stand up right now right now All the people around us right now are surrounding us. They're surrounding us right now. All the people who are standing, we're surrounding them right now. And we're extending our love. We're asking right now that the Holy Spirit do something that he's not done before in these sons and daughters' lives. Church, let's believe right now. Oh God, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord that you would once again prove who you are. Father, ask in the name of Jesus for a greater revelation of your love. Lord, the love that we see that was on the cross dying for us specifically. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that the Holy Spirit, right now, let's just receive it. If you want to open up the palm of your hands right now to receive, let's do that. That the Holy Spirit would pour, pour the Father's love in our hearts right now. Oh, Holy Spirit, do it right now at every campus, everyone watching. Pour the Holy, just just wait, just for a moment, just receive it. The Scripture says it bypasses our mind. This is not something in the mind. Just receive in the Spirit right now. Say, I receive all the love that you have for me, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if there's a way you could just visualize the Heavenly Father coming up to you. And just wrapping his arms around you. Could you do it right now? Just welcoming. In the spirit, just welcome him as he's embracing you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Father, your love. Reveal yourself, Lord. Break performance off people right now. seated all over our campuses right now I want to finish by blessing you I said the love of the Father and understanding, the revelation of the love of the Father but also being blessed by a Father many of us, all of our campuses many of us have not been blessed by our Father or even by a Father 1 Corinthians 4, 15, Paul says, through the gospel, I became your father. Let me just say this. I'm not your father, but I'm a, I'm a father of this church. Remember, he says he puts the lonely in families, and in this family, I'm a father. And I want to speak a blessing over every man, every woman, every boy, every girl at every campus that has not been Blessed. By their Father. And if that's you, will you stand up right now, all over our campus, all over our campuses right now. <laughs> will you just right now close your eyes, open up your hands in a posture to receive, and I'm going to bless you. Remember what the scripture says? I'll bless them when, you bless, when, you, when they bless me in my name. So, I'm gonna bless you in the name of Jesus as a father of this house. I bless you today in the name of Jesus. I first of all bless you with purpose for your life. You need to understand you have a purpose. You were not an accident, God did not make a mistake. The Lord says, that you are his masterpiece creation when he saw you created. You are his masterpiece. He created you on purpose for a purpose. He created you special with a special assignment that only you can fulfill. Only you can fulfill. Do you know that you're an adopted child of the king? Daughter, son, you are wanted. You are desired. You're not an orphan. And now in Jesus' name, I rebuke every orphan spirit off of you now. I break off you today, the spirit of hopelessness, despair, in the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak a renewed purpose in you. I also bless you with peace. Peace that passes all understanding that we can't even comprehend this peace. Peace that in the midst that we're in a calamity that there's still God and there's still peace. Peace in your mind. Peace in your heart. Peace in your emotions. I declare peace in your emotions. I bless you now with peace throughout your entire body. Peace in all your relationships, your marriage, your family, your friendship. Your business relationships, I speak peace. I break off every assignment of division of the enemy now in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of fear, anxiety, and depression, and confusion now in the name of Jesus. That's not your assignment. I declare it as a father of this house. I declare condemnation, guilt, shame is not part of your assignment I break off every addictive spirit off of you today. The scripture says the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. I declare peace of God over you today. Thirdly, I bless you with protection. A shield of protection around you, around your health, around your family, around your marriage, your business, your finances, and all of your possessions, I declare protection. The scripture says no weapon formed against us will prosper, and I declare it now, today, over your life. I call on guardian angels to protect you and your family. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over you right now, over your mind, over your family, over your home, over your vehicles. Every part of your life I declare protection now in Jesus' name. And lastly, I bless you with provision. Provision for every assignment that God has for you. I declare you'll have no lack for every assignment he's given to you. Provision at your home, provision in your relationships, provision in your business, provision with your children. I bless you with the favor of God and man in every area of your life. You can accomplish anything, my son, my daughter, if you set your mind to it and if it's God's will. No longer will you be held back by the tethers connected you to a painful past. Your painful past will no longer tether you, keep you from the future that God has for you. You will forget what lies behind it. You'll press on to what lies ahead. You will lack no good thing. I break off of you today in Jesus' name every spirit of poverty and lack in your life now. I rebuke the devourer on your behalf right now in the name of Jesus. The word of God says, My God shall supply all your needs, all your needs according to his riches and glory. I bless you with provision from God for every assignment he gives to you and even more to fund the kingdom. Now as a father of this house, I bless you, my son. I bless you, my daughter. In the name of Jesus, and as you have been blessed, you go bless others now.